There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Well, uh, I think I'm going to talk about basically a little bit about the role of the law for a Christian or for a lost person. So I, I struggled with the matter of salvation for a long time, years, and brought more and more under conviction by the law and trying to live my life by the law. And I could read verses like such as this in Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 2, it says, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but are not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness... And going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And that was very troubling to me because I I felt as though in obedience to God, I must must carry on and I must obey as much of the law as I can. Though I could look back in my past and see much of where I had failed in that and still was failing in that. I just didn't know what to do about it other than to just go on because so many of the times God's speaking in the Bible, he's commanding you to follow his commandments, <clears throat> and including in the New Testament. But the next, per- the next verse says, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And when I was saved, I, I understood Christ to be for that fulfillment of the law. He-, he is our righteousness. He is my righteousness. I have no righteousness through the law, for while I follow the law, I'm also a transgressor of the law, constantly. For God gave multiple definitions of sin throughout the Bible. He said, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And that just being one of them, and if I could get a couple more. And another one being in 1 John chapter 3, just a basic definition of sin, he said... Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. So we see another place, whatsoever is not a faith is sin, and also sin is the transgression of the law. And then over in chapter 5 of 1 John, in verse 17, defines sin yet once more and says, All unrighteousness is sin. So we have sin defined in multiple ways, and it's always transgressing the law. So even if I managed if I managed to live my life in a way that I outwardly was not doing sin, I began to be under condemnation because of the inward things, because whatsoever is not a faith is sin. And so then I understood the law to also be those inward things, such as covetousness and the, the lust that would take me in my heart. And I realized I indeed have sin everywhere. And I cannot be free of it. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 20, 
speaking of uh, that role of the law, because I struggled after salvation to understand what is the role of the law then. For if Christ is the end of the law, righteousness to everyone that believeth. And I came across this verse, and it says, the Apostle Paul speaking, he says, And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law. Then in parentheses he says, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ. He's not saying he was completely devoid of the law. He was saying that he was without law, as without law to them, that he might win them. And yet I also know that I am not under the law. But Christ said, Christ is the, ever, is the end of the law for righteousness. And I began to realize my righteousness is not by the law. And yet that does not mean that I am free to break the law. I'm not free to go commit adultery. I'm not free to go commit fornication. I can't go rob a bank. You say, well, well, you're not under the law. I mean, let's take it to the extreme. You cannot just do whatever you want. I'd say you had a seared conscience if those things did not bother you. John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus Christ is speaking and he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And that's Jesus Christ himself. And he's saying, not for righteousness, but if you love me, keep my commandments. Flip over to 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. When we love God and keep his commandments. That's how we know we love the children of God. And then it says also in verse 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. So once more, you see that this is speaking of a saved person. And in fact, it's almost more of a definition and a proof of salvation that his commandments are not grievous. And that you would have a desire and you would desire to keep them. And yet that is not the whole law that you should be keeping. And in many places in the New Testament, it, it speaks of things of the old and of the law that we're not under anymore, it, clearly, that we've made a full break from, such as what to eat and the keeping of days. Verse chapter or verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. That righteousness is coming of Jesus Christ, for he has fulfilled the law, and he has paid the debt for those breakings of the law that we have done. But certainly we live in a day in which men that claim salvation and claim that they're followers of Jesus Christ do not feel as though they need to follow anything, that it's fine for them to live in any old fashion, in any old way, and how, what can you say against that? Because they, they'll go to their passage and you have your passages, but I just believe the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 8, says this, Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal and murder and commit adultery and swear falsely and burn incense unto Baal and walk after other gods whom you know not? And come and stand before me. In this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. 
And indeed, is not that the call in America today? We are delivered to do all these abominations. Ah, we're Christians, but we're delivered to do it. Is this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. But go ye now unto my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people, Israel. And God did utterly destroy them. He destroyed them, and yet he saved a remnant. First John chapter 3, verse 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth, not, knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. So once again, John is defining what a Christian will do. What will they do? That person that has that faith and that hope in themselves, that, that hope that he spake of in verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And then the next verse, it, it is the definition of what that, a person with that hope would do. And every man that had this hope, and every man that had this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. They will not want to sin, though they may. They will not want it. They will want to depart from it. And God will let them. Galatians chapter 3, verse 19 says, Wherefore then serveth the law? What's the purpose? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. So why was the law added? It was added because of transgressions. The law is so that we can see our transgressions. We can see them. And the law is still around so that we can see our transgressions. But I can look to Christ and see that he has paid the price for that. He has paid the price for it, and, and I thank him for it. Isaiah chapter 53, speaking of Jesus Christ, says, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's revealed to those, it's revealed to those that will hear from, that will hear. It's their will to do it. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath, no, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. And verse 3 says, he is despised and rejected of man. Present tense, right now. He is despised and rejected of men, though he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled it that we might not have to pay for the price a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. I thank God that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of that law, that he died that I might not have to pay the price for the sins that I've committed. And yet, I don't want to go on in those same sins. What did I even get saved for? What is the purpose of even coming to God? Was it not with guilt of a bad conscience? Was it not in agony over the sins that were committed and the sin that was in me? Why would I go on in the same in the same estate, sinning in the same manner, performing and 
the, the result of my lusts, why would I continue in that? By the grace of God, I have been delivered from those things. It, it would not be, there's nothing in the scripture that supports a man desiring to go back into those things. And yet I understand that men do fall and that it's the will of God that we should be delivered from them. I thank God for it. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption all at night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.